The Veterans Affairs Department has a statutory responsibility to offer networks of health care providers outside of its own system. But there's a flaw in the contracts with network operators of the Veterans Community Care Program. Here with What Needs Fixin', the Director of Health Care Issues at the Government Accountability Office, Sharon Silas. Ms. Silas, good to have you back. Thanks for having me. Explain how this whole thing works, because VA has contracts with two firms and they in turn do what? Tell us how this whole complicated thing works. Sure. Well, I'll start from the beginning. The VA Mission Act of 2018 established a permanent community care program. And basically, this program expanded veterans' access to receive care from providers in their community. It also established some additional restrictions on providers who could participate in the community care networks. So specifically, providers who have lost a medical license in any state or violated any medical license requirements or providers that have been removed or suspended from VA employment due to safety concerns should be excluded from providing care through the Veterans Community Care Program. All right. Now, these community care providers are not the people that VA contracts with. They have two sort of master contractors. Who are those and what do they do in this whole scheme? That's correct. There are two contractors that VA is working with to administer the Veterans Community Care Program. The two contractors are Optum and TriWest. And basically, these contractors are responsible for building a network of community providers that can provide care to veterans through the program. So the local providers then operate up through these two contractors, Optum and TriWest, and that's who the Veterans Affairs Department pays, correct? Correct. And the providers out there that are actually providing the care, these can be local doctors, they can be local networks of providers, you know, some of these multi-practitioner practices, outpatient centers, surgery centers, all that kind of thing. Is all of the above? Yes, that's correct. Once the contractors establish their network, they basically go through a credentialing process to bring in providers into the network so veterans can have access to them to see them to receive care. And are these two major contractors responsible for the quality of the care that's delivered? Yes. Ultimately, VA is responsible for ensuring that veterans are receiving quality care. But because the contractors are doing the credentialing and the screening of the providers that will be participating in the network, the contractors play an important role. All right. So you found a flaw in those contracts, and that's the ability to track licensing? Yeah, so we reviewed both of the contractors' contracts and their policies that should outline the process that the contractors should be using to ensure that those Mission Act restrictions are properly implemented and to ensure that the providers that are participating in the community care network are qualified in providing safe health care. But what we found was that only one of the two contractors had a process in place that included verifying the provider's licensure history and also neither of the contractors process in place to do continuous monitoring of the provider's licenses. Well, these large contractors, Optum and TriWest, what else do they do in life? That is to say, do they provide this kind of intermediary service for other organizations? Or were they set up simply to serve VA and therefore might not have had this basic mechanism to check the licensure history of the providers? 
Now, the contractors actually already had some of the network in place. So, for example, TriWest was already participating as a contractor with VA. Optum is a new contractor that VA is working with for the Veterans Community Care Program, but they also are contracted out to provide a network of services to other providers. But do Optum and TriWest, they have other clients besides VA? Yes, that's correct. Are there other clients federal, like the military? It could be military, or it could be other healthcare networks that they're providing a network of providers for. Okay. We're speaking with Sharon Silas. She's Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. So, therefore, we know they can't track the licensure history, so I imagine that's your do-now recommendation. That's correct. We made three recommendations in our review. The first was for VA to require the contractors to amend credentialing policies to ensure that the providers who have lost a license or are unable to participate in the community networks. And the second recommendation was for VA to require the contractors to develop and implement a process that allows for continuous monitoring of the Mission Act requirements, even including considering some employing tools that could help facilitate the ongoing monitoring. And then we also made a recommendation that VA should identify, analyze, and respond to the risk of unqualified providers participating in the Veterans Community Care Program. Are there any reports of unqualified practitioners participating, like somebody that's a palm reader that's acting as a chiropractor or something? So the Veterans Community Care Program was implemented as of June 2019, and one of the requirements in the Mission Act was that VA was supposed to begin tracking ineligible providers once the program was fully implemented. VA chose to track ineligible providers starting in May 2019, so that was one month prior to the implementation of the program. And while this met the requirements of the Mission Act, I believe that continue to be a risk that providers removed from VA employment for quality care issues could still be providing care through the Veterans Community Care Program. So what we did in our review and in our analysis, we went further back from May 2019. We went all the way back to 2016, and we identified providers that were potentially providing care through the Veterans Community Care Program. I should add that when VA looked back that one month, you know, from May 2019 to identify ineligible providers. And they did identify at least 136 providers, which they removed from the system that they used to schedule appointments for veterans through the community care program. Wow. So those people are out there, then they're probably providing care to other people besides veterans under the VA. And just out of curiosity, are you aware of any linkage where the VA can call, say, a state authority or a local hospital chain and say, hey, these people, we kicked them off. You might want to look at them, or that's outside the scope. So VA and its contractors through the credentialing process can check various databases, such as state medical licensing databases or the National Practitioner Databank, and check to see if there's been a loss of license or if there's been any adverse actions taken against the providers. In our recommendations, particularly the recommendation that VA should do continuous monitoring, we suggest that potentially the contractors could use the National Practitioner Databank, for example, to identify any providers that may have had any adverse actions or lost licenses. But I'm wondering if VA could use its own data and publish that if it got rid of 136 providers. I wonder if other healthcare networks would be interested to know what VA has done. Sure. And if VA should be 
if a provider has been let go from VA due to quality care concerns, VA should be reporting those providers to the National Practitioner Data Bank, where other healthcare networks or healthcare systems will be able to check to see if a provider is not qualified. And is it possible for veterans, is there a mechanism for them to report what they feel might be substandard care that would at least trigger VA to take a look at a provider? Sure. There's a process that veterans can go through. They can report a complaint. They can, um, if there's, for example, a procedure that has gone wrong and the veteran has concern for that, there's a whole process within the VA medical system that they can use to raise those concerns and have them investigated. Sharon Silas is Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and... Well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.